Welcome to the Off the Dome Podcast, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Off the Dome Podcast. Um, just want to start out by saying, hopefully the uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Damar Hamlin and his family of what's going on. I think by now everyone kind of knows, even if you're not into sports, football, uh, anything like that, it's a lot bigger than football, someone's life. And uh, right now he's fighting still. I think the latest update is he's in the hospital. Uh, so I kind of wanted to wait on this a minute and and see where he that was at. Uh, no updates still yet that I've seen other than uh, the last thing I've seen was the interview with his uncle saying he's fighting. He's he, you know they're all they're in good spirits. Obviously with the game, which has come second. Uh, he seems to be, it seems like they're not going to, they're not even going to, they're not playing it this week. They're not rescheduling right now. There's no update on that, which, again, obviously, you just hope that he's all right and he's going to make it through. And, and it, it's good to see all the, the stuff that's poured in now. You know, Bill's Mafia is one of the best fan bases when it comes to stuff like just taking care of each other, taking care of other, even opponents. Uh, and giving back and stuff like that, so they're gonna do right by him. And it seems like every everybody around the league is is on his side. The world's on his side. So just want to start off by saying thoughts and prayers go to his family for that because that's that's huge to take a hit like that and never been seen on a football field before, or something like that. So. Scary stuff. Um, we are going to try to talk about some, some football, though. Um, had a lot of big games. Had a lot of stuff going on. But I just wanted to address that first. Kind of put that out there. And and let everybody know. Even if, I guess if you you, you don't know, didn't know, go, go, go check that out. Um. Uh, it's pretty scary stuff, but there were games that were played other than Monday night. Um, Sunday night had a Steelers Ravens game, which was really good. The Steelers trying to hang on; they're trying to get into the, the wild card. Uh, they're, they're just trying to get into the dance at this point right now. So, playing against the Ravens, still no Lamar Jackson. First thing that came up to me was the run game, which was just disgusting for the Steelers. Jalen Warren, a guy I had not heard of, come out came out and he was he looked great, especially against a Ravens defense. You know, one of the best defenses in the league. That's impressive. I mean, Najee Harris, what was going off too? You look at the rushing. Warren had twelve carries for seventy six yards. Harris, 22 carries, 111 yards. They ran the ball exceptionally well. Seemed like kind of in that way that both teams were wanting to run the ball. You know, Baltimore, they love running the ball as it is. But the run game was great. I thought Kenny Pickett had a obviously a hell of a last drive. That, that last drive was huge. But how they had gotten, you know, had gotten there before, you know, he was dealing with an injury, too. Kyle Hamilton hitting him. 
looked like he was dealing with a rib injury. He goes down to make that, that throw. And it seems like the Steelers kind of got their guy, right? And and actually, Mike Tomlin had called this before. He said these will. He said these these comeback wins are going to start coming. Are going to start coming. He said this back in October. Because he had done this five times in college, most all time at Pitt. Uh, this is now, I believe, his fourth comeback. Could be wrong on that, but I believe it's his fourth. It's back to back now for sure. Comeback victories, but I mean, it came up huge, and the, the Steelers' defense. Held up at the end. When they needed it, they held up. Big stops at the end. Uh, keeping the Ravens from, you know, getting in the end zone. And they had a real shot at this game. But, I mean, giving up the Ravens' defense kind of folded at the end. And it's to be expected. The offense let them down. The offense did not do its part in this, in this game for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, you... you a Two field goals and a touchdown is not going to do it in this league. 13 points will not win you any games, ever. Hardly ever are you going to win a game with 13 points, other than maybe if you play the Rams in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but and, and the only touchdown that the, the Ravens even really got was because of an unnecessary roughness on Cam, uh, Cam Hayward. So that penalty cost them a touchdown. Otherwise, the, the the Steelers' defense played a, almost a perfect game, to be honest. They, I mean, they did a great job keeping the, the run game at a minimum. Huntley obviously didn't do so well in the passing game. Other than Mark Andrews, nobody stepped up for Baltimore. I mean, that, that Mark Andrews connection was there. He had 100 of the 130 yards receiving, which is insane. Um, but I will say J.K. Dobbins did have a great get rushing game, 93 yards. He looked good. But other than that, it, it's a different dynamic, you know, like with Lamar, as far as the game goes, I just don't think they have enough weapons because Tyler Huntley is is pretty, uh, you know, as close as you can get to Lamar Jackson without having to change too much stuff. As far as the way the style that they play, they kind of play a similar style, right? Has the ability to move. I think obviously Lamar is an elite rusher when he takes off, and no one can compare to that. But uh, Huntley has the ability to do the same thing, so, and, and they stifled him. His running, he had seven he had seven carries for 24 yards. So, shout out to Steelers. I mean, Steelers are that team in the AFC if they get in. To me, the Steelers and the Packers are the two teams on both sides. And we'll talk about the Packers, but if the Steelers get in, no one wants to play these guys. They have a great defense. Offense is kind of clicking. They have a great run game. And, and Kenny Pickett's kind of finding himself. Did not have a fantastic game, but this is kind of a an old. This is kind of an 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 old AFC North battle. Steelers Ravens. Great defense. You got to try to find a way to win. You might not score a lot, but you got to find a way to win. This was an old school AFC North Steelers Ravens just dogfight, man. It was it was a it was a good fucking good fucking matchup here. It was a fun game, and they did their job. The Steelers did the job. They hang on. They keep their chances alive in this one. Um, let's see where this would. This now kind of puts them. Obviously, no, they can't. They obviously can't win the division, right? But um, this puts them right there with the Dolphins. And the way the these are two teams that are training differently. We're going to talk about the Dolphins next. 
two teams trending differently. Dolphins kind of on the downhill slide. Steelers on the uphill slide. Um, but they have the tiebreaker. Excuse me. They have the tiebreaker. Miami has the win over the Steelers, so the Steelers have to win, and the Dolphins have to lose. That's that's the scenario right now for them to jump them in New England. Holds they had the tiebreaker over the Steelers. And uh, New England wins over them. And then the division. Oh, and New England has the division wins over Miami. So right now it's New England's spot to lose. But the Steelers are playing great football. I would put them over Miami right now, the way they're playing. Miami seems like they're sliding out of this thing. And some of it's, you know, obviously not, not on them. Which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Dolphins-Patriots game. The way the Patriots have that spot is because the Patriots took care of business and they beat the Dolphins. Uh, that, this is also another close, fun division game. And truthfully, man, the Dolphins had this thing. The Dolphins really did. They had this thing in their grasp. Uh, Patriots came out early, though. That first drive, I thought, man, they're going to run away with this thing. That first drive, they came out and looked great. But then they've kind of, everyone stalled until the end of the first quarter. There was, it was a void of nothingness until the end of the first quarter. And they got Tyreek Hill on a, on a little, like, swing pass, toss, whatever you want to call it. Got him in the end zone, and they did what I thought they would do. Right, I had called this. They're gonna, they're gonna have to do the screens and the tosses and the gadget plays to get, you know, obviously with Teddy Bridgewater, to a still in concussion protocol to get get things going. They were gonna have to do these kind of things, and I, you know, the run game wasn't really there for them. It didn't help out. Which, when you don't have your starting quarterback, you you would love to have a good running game. But, you know, Jeff Wilson, 15 carries, 45 yards, not going to cut it. Most are only 9 of 29. I mean, that just doesn't help, right? That doesn't help anything. Um, but that, that was never really the Dolphins' strength. So, but like I said, both defenses playing pretty damn good. I thought they were playing really good. Um, kind of, kind of took things out at first. These are two teams that you know have pretty solid defenses. The Patriots have been a really gritty, nasty defense. You know, their offense hasn't caught up to what the defense is doing. And the, the Dolphins have had a really solid defense. It's just been the injuries to quarterback play and up and down. And you, you keep going, switching, you losing quarterback play, you losing two to, to injuries and, and stuff like that. It just, it's, it's hard. It's going to be hard. Um, and to keep him on the field is kind of scary. And with what's going on with, with Harmon, you think just just to a step out, take a step back, um, and you hate to you hate to use this young man as a, as a you know something to look at like oh now he's gonna be the guy where you know how with Andrew Luck do we everyone started thinking do we do we keep play this game do we keep going with this game do we do we I mean, you don't want to do that with with him. He's not the poster child for the for concussions and injuries. That's not what he is. He's a human being. And but for Tua, you just don't want to see something like that happen to Tua. Anybody, you don't want to see it happen to anybody. So the way he's had in concussion injuries is is a, a retirement for Tua, just almost inevitable. But that's just kind of where they're at of of going in and out of the the quarterback play, and then. 
Uh, Kyle Duggar gets a pick six, huge pick six that just kind of changed momentum in the game. Um, it's, it got him, you know, that's what gave him the lead. They're down 14 to 10. They get this swing of momentum and get the pick six. They end up getting a touchdown in the fourth afterwards and kind of put that one away. But that also took Teddy Bridgewater away. He broke his finger on a helmet. So not only did he throw a pick six, he then uh, breaks his finger. And now he's he's questionable. So we don't know what's going on with Miami. It's going to be hard for them if they have to go with Skylar Thompson. Will they get Tua back? Is Teddy unavailable? You just You just don't know. So, a big win for the Patriots. They now, they now hold that spot, like I said, in the playoffs, seventh seed in the AFC. Um, and that's where you sat, kind of see Miami trending down. New England's kind of up there. New England's trending up, and you know, but they play Buffalo. They play Buffalo, so that's going to be. That's kind of where I see Steelers having a real good shot. Um, playing the the Browns, they have to me the best shot to get in. You know, with Miami's questions coming into it, they're playing they're playing the Jets, who could who could beat them. You know, that's you know the Jets not playing great football right now, but they got a shot. To me, right now Cleveland's got the got the best sh or Pittsburgh's got the best shot. Now, the only thing is they don't have the tiebreakers, so they really got to win. If any of those teams win, they're not in. If Miami can find a way to win, they'll be in. If they get two, I really like their chances to win against the Jets and get in. But if they're not going with their starting quarterback, it'll be all Steelers. And we'll kind of see what happens with that in the upcoming uh, leading up to that. We've still got some time. Leading up to those games before we make our picks and everything. But uh, Patriots get the win. Right now they're in. And uh, it's going to be down to the wire between those three teams. All sudden at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, We'll stay with AFC. Jags, Texans. And uh, are the Jags legit? Are the, are the Jaguars actually a team that can get, get this thing done? Um I thought this game would be a little bit closer than what it was, but they just dismantled the, the Texans, came out firing um, early. Uh, they handled the business early, which is now sets up this big game for them on on Saturday. Win, whoever wins between them and the Titans are in. Uh, you know, that's the Jags didn't rest. The Titans did. We'll see what works out best. I guess we're gonna see what the, the better move is: resting or not resting. Um, I think to me, you kind of just keep going in with it, but we'll see. The Titans have have a great defense. Jags playing great football right now. Um, teams on a different trend right now. Jaguars on the up. Jaguars on the up right now, and and Sunshine has figured it out. Trevor Lawrence has got this thing going. He's playing great football. He's playing the best football. He's kind of doing what Peyton Manning did. Terrible first year, kind of bouncing back. But, I mean, this would be huge to win the AFC South, to get in, give your team a chance. Um, and they get a home game if they win. They'll win. They'll be a division winner. They'll get a home game in the playoffs, which was kind of wild. 
Uh, and both teams were at full strength with Tannehill in. The, the, Trevor Lawrence had one of his best games against the Titans. 36-22 they won. So, I mean, truthfully, right now, you you gotta you gotta go think that the Jags go out and get this thing done, uh, barring anything you know crazy. You know, Josh Jobs is a, is a great serviceable backup. He's been around now a little bit. Spent some time with the with the um, the Steelers and, and you know did 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 some good things with him. So he's not used to spot. He's not new to the spotlight. It's not like it's a new thing for him. He's been around a little bit. But I thought. Uh, Travis Etienne had a great game too, man. Nine carries, 108 yards. Had that 62-yard run. They get them big plays. And Michael Hasty's a, is a is a good uh, downhill runner too as well. I, I like watching him. Make he you know he gets in the in between the tackles, puts his head down and goes. So and and really they can. What's what's wild is they won this game, and I know it's the Texans, but. You know, and Trevor Lawrence didn't even play that good of a game this game. He was 17 for 21, but, you know, only 152 yards in a pick, which is today's standards isn't much. But they didn't need much from him. They didn't need much of anything. You know, they got stuff on defense and, and everything. So, you know, what they what they get that Jaguars defense playing a little bit, playing pretty inspired football. They had a fumble. Tyson Campbell had a 12-yard fumble return. Um, just great stuff from the Jags right now. They sets up a fun matchup on Saturday between the Titans and We'll see how that one turns out. You know, for them to get a home game right now, they would play the winner, whoever gets that last spot in there. You know, they would get the Chargers. They'd be looking at playing the Chargers, which would be an interesting matchup. Mm. But we shall see. We shall see on that one. Who we got? What's, what's, what, do go, what do you want to go? NFC? Where do we want to go? I think we're gonna go. I think we want to go. Oh, we'll stick with AFC. We'll, we'll Chiefs Broncos, a team that's just playing really really good football right now. Right, as far as getting just they're just winning, right? They're just winning games. Uh, can't be mad at it. I, I've said that they you know close ones. The only game they really lost was against the Bengals, which was an elite team. To me. A lot of te- they they've just been close. What scares me is they they're close to good team with, with teams they should beat. They and the team one good matchup they've had recently that you can go back and, and kind of measure themselves against is is the Bengals and they lost a close one, but it was close. Um, so to me, it's tough with these Chiefs. I think they've been there, done that. They're, they're like the Golden State Warriors of basketball. And it won't. Just let them get to the let them get to the dance and, and they'll get this they'll they'll be all right. I'm cons- it was concerning how close these games have been, but you watch the game just it just it looks so easy for them. Everything just looks easy for the Chiefs. Um, they got like the best tight end in Kelsey, and the Chiefs to me are proving that as long as you have an elite quarterback, and this is what makes this is why Mahomes is MVP. Mahomes is MVP, point blank. Period. Any other time we talk about quarterback, elite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, well, he didn't have weapons. He didn't have weapons. Mahomes has a has has Travis Kelsey, and that's it as far as elite weapons. 
You can say what you want about, oh, well, Juju Smith-Schuster. No. He's been proven that he's not the guy. Wasn't the guy ever to begin with. He he benefited from having Antonio Brown. Jerry McKinnon, if he's on a different team, is is he doing what he's are we are we you know are we saying oh yeah he's an elite weapon? No. He's not. You take Mahomes out of this offense, this team is not thirteen and three. They're not even close. Not even by a mile. There's no there's Mahomes is the MVP of this league, point blank period. And even if Jalen Hurts was healthy, he's the MVP, dude. And they, it's, they, they could both be MVPs, but I, and I'm not saying nothing about Jalen Hurts because I think he's great, and I think he could be an MVP too. But what solidifies it is Mahomes. Don't let uh, let's not take Mahomes for uh, for granted like we do LeBron and all these greats. Let's not fall for that trap over and over again. He is elite. Point blank period. He he is doing it with with guys that nobody else can would do this stuff with. Justin Watson. He was with Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. They got him out there to get more weapons. Comes up with a great catch uh, to set up a field goal attempt at the end, uh, end of the half. It got looked like it got blocked, but still. And the reason this game against the the Broncos was so close, uh, Mahomes had a pick in the end zone, which is just you know. Sloppy. He, you know, he, he for all the plays he makes for him to make one bad play like that every once in a while, I'll take it. I'll, 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 I'll live with that. Uh, they had the block field goal right before half. The fumble on the extra point. They gave up a point there. I mean, just little sloppy things that if it, you know, Andy Reid gets him, you know, gets on him, gets gets after him a little bit. Turn these things up. It's a little stuff that they're, that's beating them. Then they're still winning. They're overcoming it. Now against the elite teams, they're going to have to shore this thing up. But I, I have full confidence in Kansas City. They're just rolling. They make things look way too fucking easy. Um, and once playoff times come, it's going to be all full steam ahead. They're not really dealing with too many injuries. The offensive line's keeping Mahomes upright enough. Uh, I, I just they're, they're firing on all cylinders. I don't know how you don't look at 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 Mahomes and go, yeah, that's that's the fucking MVP. First in yards, first in touchdowns. Uh, he only has twelve picks. I mean, from all the all the the, the throws he makes and, and windows he's trying to fit things in to have only twelve picks. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. That's MVP all day. I mean, he's just that damn good. And the Chiefs are just on fire. They they have not they have not slowed down. They have not stopped. It's just. They're fucking scary, man. They, no one wants to play these motherfuckers. Nobody does. I mean, you you, get, you think you get in the playoffs and you go, oh, we got the Chiefs. We're like, ah, oh, yes, easy. We got, okay, I would rather have them. No, not, no. I mean, are you take away Tyreek Hill, doesn't matter. It, it didn't matter. It's just, it's, it's wild. So, for, he's MVP. No, no other quarterbacks are doing that. Not Rodgers, not Brady. Every 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 other time they we see something like this, what happens? Oh well, he doesn't have weapons. You let him off the hook. Let him off the hook. You want to crown him? Crown their ass. Crown him MVP. All right, let's let's talk a little uh, Packers Vikings. Um, NFC now a team that's trending again. No, a team that. 
No one wants to play. I'm telling you, if they get in, no one's going to want to play. You got Seattle trending, trending down. They did get a win, but they hold the they hold the tiebreaker. And the, everyone has the tiebreaker over Green Bay, so they have to both lose, and Green Bay has to win to get in. But man, if they do that, the way they're playing right now, they can only control with what they can control. And if you look at it, we'll look at both teams. You got Seattle, who is going to be playing. Green Bay plays Detroit Sunday night. They win that game, and the Rams and Baker Mayfield pull off a win against Seattle, and they're in. Not going to be, you know, they can only control with what they control, but if, if somehow the Rams can pull this thing off, and it depends on who they're, you know, are they going to be, are they going to be playing starters? I know it would be Baker Mayfield and them boys. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, if these Packers get in, nobody wants to play them. And Minnesota is, this is why I've been on Minnesota all damn year long. Kirk Cousins, I can't trust the guy when it comes to winning games. He can't win big games. It. it they just, I mean, Jair Alexander just shut down Justin Jefferson. They took him away, and everything just seized to stop. There's no run game. Everything seizes to stop. I mean, it has to be perfect conditions for Kirk Cousins to win. I mean, the picks, um, they had a blocked field goal. They get all the way down there. They're, they're already right there, rather. They can't get in from, like, what was it, four yards out? Not even. It was originally two. They couldn't get in. Uh, you know, Rodgers has a fumble on, on that fourth and one play. Vikings couldn't convert to, for anything. Uh, and then get a pick six. I, it's just it's just sloppy. Um, and it's just... I I'm not trying to say I knew this was coming. But... They're a 12 and 4 team that totally different, totally different team. Had they won and, and 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 did things, I'd still be saying this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. There's a difference between the Vikings, uh, just the trust value of the Vikings being a 12 and 4 team, and the Kansas City Chiefs being a 13 and 3 team. One team I have full confidence in that can get get the job done. One team is. And I know it's different opponents. The Packers are a trendy team that has been playing really good. But, man, I don't know. Just the eye test to me, the gut feeling is don't trust don't, don't trust it. Kirk Cousins is just not the guy, man. I'm telling you, he's just not the guy. He's a great quarterback in a, gr in a great system. You have a great system, but something starts to crumble in that system, and the whole fucking house comes down. So, I just, I'm not buying Minnesota. I'm buying stock in Green Bay. If they take care of their business in Detroit, which is going to be a fun matchup, someone's got to fucking get it. The way these teams are playing, it's going to be, it's going to be wild because the fucking Lions can put up a lot of points, but man, is, is the, is the Packers defense playing great football right now? So, I, it's, to me, you got to put, put the trust in Green Bay. I mean, the way they're playing would it be awesome that 
that Detroit gets in. They haven't done it in a while. I'd like to see Detroit get in. Yeah. Love to see it. But whew, it's going to be tough the way this seems playing. Um, but just as turnovers cost him, and Kirk Cousins to me is, uh, is a liability. In, in that system, he always has been. And they can't play from behind. This team gets behind, they're not built for it. You know, Green Bay jumped all over them and the game was over. It was over. The whole game was over after that. That So, yikes. Watch out. I'm just saying, be wary of Minnesota. Especially in these big games in the playoffs. I want to talk a little game that did not matter for a second here. Uh, Atlanta and Arizona. Atlanta and Arizona coming into this thing. You know, two teams, the only game that didn't have any imp- playoff implications whatsoever. That's my dirty bird, so we're going to talk about it in a minute. I just want to say, Tyler, Tyler Algier could be offensive rookie of the year. Just, just saying. Just saying. This kid hits the hole hard, runs great. I mean, he just runs great. Doing a little, had a great catch at the uh, towards the end of the game. Which is just amazing. I mean, for those of you that, obviously a lot of people don't know. I mean, he's... Uh, 900, 900 rushing yards. No, only three touchdowns. This kid is just playing great. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year. They're not going to give it to him, but he very well could. You know, being on a losing team, you know, only three touchdowns. But, the night, I mean, he's got over 1,000 yards scrimmage. He should be in the – it's going to sound biased, but he should be in the in the making. But Desmond Ritter goes down and gets a win, comes back, has an amazing last drive. I thought that drive at the end was was great. Um, you know, Atlanta gets a block punt, which we don't get those very often. We've been on the, the wrong side of those block punts for so long. But they get a block punt that was, you know, special teams played great. And they stuck to their guns at, at a running game. I just wanted to throw that out here. You know, J.J. White was emotional. Had a game. Did get a sack. You know, good for him. Get, get, it gets a sack in, in this game. You know, you like to see that guy go out on top. I'd like to see next week him get a, like, 10 sacks. It's just a shame that he's been on a losing team for so, you know, most of his career. Been a part of, you know, losing team. Such a great guy. But he's going to go go out on top. Um, he, For him to play the, the way he's playing, though, and, and go out this way, you know, 10 and a half sacks, in a, you know, at 33 for an edge rusher to be doing that at 33, that's solid. So, just had to show some love to my Dirty Birds. They played, you know, Got the job done, and the the Cardinals on the Cardinals side, they're just you know with David Blau didn't have much chance. You know Atlanta needs an edge rusher because it, you know David Blau did didn't look bad, and I think the the Falcons make quarterbacks look better, but just because of how they yeah, how they can't get to the quarterback. Same old song and dance for for Atlanta. Not, not having a pass rusher for so so long makes it hard. Um, but, you know, back to some more meaningful games. Talk about the Detroit game. They took care of business. Um, we kind of talked about that. They took care of business against the Bears. Sets up a fun matchup Sunday night against the Packers. You know, they're so good when they they put up points, man. It, it is. They're, they're, they're tough. And they're clicking that run game. Jamal Williams, 144 yards in touchdown. Andre Swift, 78 yards in touchdown. Uh, Jamison Winston Williams had a 40-yard rush. Um, I mean, when they get going, man, the Lions really take care of business. And 
when they when they score when they when they score points, it's it's pretty wild. And they had that win over Green Bay already. Um, but you see the the points that they're scoring. Thirty one goes back from the Bears. Thirty one against the Bears in the win. Thirty one against the Giants. Twenty five against the Bills in a game that they probably should have won on Thanksgiving. Against Jacksonville, they put a forty. 34 over the Vikings. Y'all's team, the Vikings. 20 on the Jets. Put up 23 against Carolina in a loss. And then 41 against Chicago. It's like... It's like, man, they're they're playing great too. And I, and I don't know if anybody saw this coming, but I said they would be better than, than Chicago, but I thought they'd finish third in division. They're right now, they're, they're second. And... At eight and eight, they you know hold the tiebreaker over Green Bay, but it all comes down to this one final shot here. Um, just you know, Jared Goff is kind of is kind of woken up. They're getting pieces. DJ Chark, I'm around St. Brown's playing. You know, I'm around St. Brown's a great receiver that kind of no one was, has really given credit to. You know, looking at what he does. 12th in receiving yards, quietly 12th in receiving yards, uh, six touchdowns, tall guy, I mean, oh, not tall guy, six foot, but plays tall, right? Six foot, but he plays tall, goes up and, and has a, a big radius of, of, makes one great catches, you know, he'll go up and, and if you just watch it, just some of the catches he'll make for, for, um, Jared Goff blanking out there, and DJ Chark, who did not live up to count. You know, he had a really good season in Jacksonville a few years back, but you know, injuries kind of slowed him down. But if they can get him going, and and have him, you know, be the guy, that that's huge. And if Jameson Williams now coming into the fold can get going and do some things, they're hoping he he he's now available. Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, is he the defensive rookie of the year? Probably not in the running with him and Sauce Gardner. Um, but I, you know, just Dolphins playing great, great football right now. Or Dolphins, the Lions playing great football right now. And when they score a lot of points, it, it's can they score a lot of points against this Packers defense? You know, it's a bit different from the last time they played. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be fun uh, to see what they do Sunday night. And we'll have picks on that. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bucks, Panthers. Bucks clinch the NFC South. They win the, you know, they get in. They're going to be a four seed. And finally, Brady just explodes. You're talking about we're waiting on Tom Brady. He's here. He arrived in this one game. They didn't even have a running game. It was just throwing the ball. 432 passing yards, three touchdowns, three just heaves to Mike Evans. Um, and this was after the Panthers jumped on, you know, on Tampa. This looked bad. It was fourteen nothing early. Um, the Panthers had a great fourth and fourth down and, and third fourth and three conversion in the second quarter. Just got a DJ Moore touchdown. I mean, they, they were just they were they were rolling, man. They were playing great football, and all of a sudden it just Brady woke up, man, and he threw that bomb to Mike Evans. Uh. And then Darnold fumbled, which then right there, and they couldn't get in the end zone. If he he fumbles in within their own red zone, 
leads to a field goal. And then they come back down. This The first drive of the third quarter, they come down. They're having a good drive, good drive, and it's ruined by a pick. He forces a ball to the end zone and gets picked off, and it's just the turnovers just kind of cost them, kind of cost Carolina. You know, they kind of beat themselves there for a minute and maybe got in their own heads. And had a, a, a blocked field goal. Um they're up 24-21, and then Sam Darnold gets a strip sack. It's like, come on, he's doing. He became the Jets, Sam Darnold. He was like Superman for a minute, and then you realize like who he was, and you started seeing them fucking ghosts again, man. He was seeing ghosts, and what at the end there, what saved this game was that Camarda, that punt. Boy, that was huge. The, the the to be able to pick that thing up, just really you know pick it up and know to. to to boot it off, take the penalty. I don't. Th- I think that was just instinct, but it was a savvy move. It was a good move t- to get it done, whether he meant to do it or not. Save the game, truthfully. I mean, it had a potential. Then that could have set up a, a huge touchdown drive for Carolina to win the game. But Tom Brady, man, just exploded. Two hundred seventy yards, three touchdowns. Mike Evans, him and Chris Godwin went off. That, that was the two guys they they really just kept feeding. And that was all they needed. That was all he needed was was Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and and whew, is this can this be anything? I don't know. Can they keep this going? I I don't see this. You know, as it stands right now, let's see who their matchup would be. You know, they clinched the NFC South. Um, <laughs> Right now they're playing the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't see that. Being, I, I don't. I don't see that being a a winnable game. I mean, they, the way the Cowboys been playing that defense, I, I don't see that being too much for them. You know, I know they beat them all the way back in Week One. You know, it's different now. We you can't compare things from Week One. So. Yeah, I think that'd be a tough matchup for them, for anybody. It's going to be a tough matchup for the things hold the way that they do. But that's going to that that could easily change. NFC, it's going to change. You know, what can Philly hang on to that number one seed is what's going to matter because Dallas has a shot to take that number one seed. Philly playing the Giants, who are in. What do the Giants do? Do they take a step? Probably not. They're probably not going to. You know. Rest. They're probably gonna keep going with what you know how Dable, Ryan Dable is. They'll, they'll do what they need to do. But we talk didn't even talk about the Giants that they get in. Eagles lost, which was huge. You know they, they seem to not be able to win without Gardner Minshew. With Gardner Minshew in, it's not the same. So it's gonna come down to the, a lot of spots here. We hadn't even talked about Raiders 49ers. Talk about them a little bit. The Niners, uh, and Stidham. What a game they had. Um, and and Stidham, I mean, it was a shootout. Who would have thought Stidham and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, are going to have a shootout? And they do. And the Niners survived a scare. But, I mean, Brock Purdy, he looked like Mahomes. He was in the pocket, what he was doing. Just how he looked in the in the pocket to me. And I'm not saying he's Mahomes by any means, but if you watch this game, the way he looked in that pocket, he looks like he's, in, he looks like he's a six-year starter. I mean, truthfully, Rock Purdy, the way he's playing, 
does not look like Mr. Irrelevant. He looks like a number one overall. He looks like the number one overall pick. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, damn, who's this fucking guy? You could look at him, and they didn't even have Debo. I know they have a lot of, you know, it's a great system to be in. It's a quarterback friendly system, but quarterback friendly system is one thing. But then, like we talked about with Kirk Cousins, but to to have what he's doing, he's also making plays on his own. Um. So that's why I say he kind of looks like Mahomes. The way he's rolling out, making making plays. Um, to me, McCaffrey is perfect for this team. Uh, he fits the bill perfectly, and it takes a lot of pressure off the guys. They have so many weapons. The Niners have almost too many weapons, plus a great defense. To me, I don't know how they're not the Super Bowl favorites right now. Moving moving forward, uh, it's just it's it, it's it just they don't have to do much. I mean, in the NFC side. Brock Purdy doesn't have to do much with that defense playing as well as they are. Everyone's kind of coming back healthy. The only thing is, is their corners from San Francisco, but they kind of, you know, if he's, he's, that's what scares me, you know, going against the Raiders, giving up all these points is the injuries at the corner position could be fatal, but man, that defense is still the, the front seven is what is so, so damn good. If they can get, you know, where they're not giving up so many points, like they're giving up against the Raiders. They got a real good shot at this thing. And Brock Purdy seems to be able to keep him going. If they can win games. I mean, to win a game like that, there's not much else you can do. And truthfully, you know, they probably didn't even need to go into overtime. But Robbie Gold missed a kick that he normally doesn't miss. So, uh, this was a fun game. Uh, the, you know, and Devontae Adams, to me, is the best receiver in the league. To me, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. I mean, you see some of the catches. The, the one in the end zone was fucking insane. The deep heave at the, towards the end of the game that's going to set up the Raiders to, to tie this thing. Insane. Right? That one that one diving catch. I mean, who else is making these plays? I, Justin Jefferson is is great too, but look what happens. He got shut down like that. And I'm not saying that can't happen to, to, to Devontae Adams because it can. But man, is he the best? He's the best receiver. Hands down. I mean, he makes some of the wildest catches, and he does it on a consistent basis. Almost the way uh, DeAndre Hopkins does. But man, thing of beauty, truthfully. The way he, 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 he makes receiving being a receiver just look easy. Like, oh, yeah, you just go out there and catch a ball. That's all you do. I mean, fuck, dude. It's like there's no defense. It's like him versus himself. Is, is he going to catch it? Is he, can he get his feet in? Can he, can he maintain control? That's the only thing you have to worry about. Just get the ball near him, and, and it's just him versus himself. But one last note on the Nuggets. Uh, on the Nuggets. One last nugget on the Niners. They uh, could get Debo Samuel for Week 18, so they're playing without Debo Samuel. I mean, they're still minus weapons, man. It's insane. The 49ers are just... Just have so much there for them to to not win would be silly. So, <clears throat> but they survive a scare against the Raiders and get the job done. So shout out to them. Uh, one big thing I'm gonna talk about is the Saints, the Saints, and the Eagles. Hey, the Saints get the job done. I called I called the upset here. Took the Saints over the Eagles. Minshew just couldn't get the job done. The offense just doesn't look the same. Uh, with the, 
without Jalen Hurts, they're just missing that that Hurts factor. That's why he is the MVP of that team. I say that team, not the league. He is the MVP of that team. And he could be the MVP of the league. I'm not dogging Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great quarterback. I think I, everyone was dogging him, saying he shouldn't have, when the Eagles drafted him, they thought it was a stupid move. Now look at it. To me, the stupid move is trusting Carson Wentz. Look what he look what he did with the the fucking the Commanders. Look what he did with the Colts. When someone keeps doing something, and now I'm getting off on a tangent, but get me started here on 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 Carson Wentz. We're not going to really talk much about that game, but other than he blew the chance, and that's it. And that's why the Eagles. I know it was a smart move by the Eagles to go get something else. It was they should never paid him that much money to begin with, but it is what it is. You see one team thriving and one team eliminated. One team's not even gonna have a shot. And if Jalen when Jalen Hurts comes back, the Eagles will be alright. They're gonna be okay. Everyone makes a big stink about oh they're not gonna get the number one seed. It doesn't fucking matter. Just get into the dance. It could be beneficial not to get the number one seed. Sometimes I think it's better to not have that that bye week. It's just to keep on rolling. You look back at all the teams that are wild card teams that just kept going. The Giants when they took out the was it both times the Giants were wild cards when they took out the undefeated Patriots for sure. Wild card team. Wild card team. So it 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 doesn't you don't have to be number one being number one seed to me is is so it's it's overrated. I know the home games are a lot. It's nice to have the home games. It's it's a big factor to have the home games, the crowd, the noise. I get it. I do. I understand that part. But to me, it's too it's too much of a we make too big of a stink about it. Oh, they're not gonna get the number one seed. Well, a good team is gonna win no matter what. A good team is a good is a great a great team is a great team. And going against a great team, it's little things that matter. And could home 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 advantage be part of it? Yes. Also, turnovers, how you play, injuries. There's, there's other factors. The home game is just one one factor. Special teams play. I mean, it all it all comes down to every little thing. But great teams find a way to win games. Oh, they you, they you, they have to play road games in the regular season. Am I wrong? Do they not play Do they not play away games in the regular season? Sometimes you're gonna have a fucking away game. It is what it is. And just because they're not the number one seed doesn't mean they're not going to have you know their first game is going to be a home game anyways. They're gonna they'll be the number one wild card. Or excuse me, they they won't have a home game because of the wild wild card. Uh, but it, it kind of is what it is on that aspect. To me, I don't think the Eagles need to play at home to win. Look at what they've done all season. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly. You know, at Washington. You know, at Detroit, they win a 38-35 to game at Detroit week one. Found a way to win. At Washington, 24-8. At Arizona, 20-17 win. You know, at Houston, 29-17. You know, at the Colts, closer game than normal. But that was that. They, they still found a way to win the game. Giants. At the Giants, 48-22 to they won. At Chicago, they win. They lose, they lose at Dallas. So, you can win on the road. I think that the whole number one seed thing is, is been being made too big of a stink about it, but I think the Eagles will be fine. You know, that just proves that Jalen Hurts is the guy, and he is what he is. He is, they are who we thought they were, and and Gardner Minshew is just not the guy. I mean, he's a, he's a great 
great guy, great guy, great backup. Could be, could have a chance to do some things somewhere. But I mean, he just they were they were coming into a role with Jalen Hurts, and now it's it's not. I want to say shout out to the Giants. Giants get a win, huge win over the Colts. They get in, they can control their own destiny. They're looking, they look really good this game. Um, they're kind of peaking at the right time. What concerns me is the receiving core. I wish they had kept Kadarius Tony for them. Would have been a huge thing. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about the Colts. We kind of talked about them. They're just kind of going through things right now. <laughs> they're going through a bad breakup at quarterback, and they're, they're trying to figure things out. Since since really uh, Philip Rivers, you know, they had a shot with Philip Rivers, and then it's been uh, Wentz. Not going to talk about him again. Matty Ice. And turnovers. He couldn't stop turning the ball over. That was a big thing. But the Giants, let's talk about the winner here. The team is going to keep playing. The 38-10, to 10, you know, they took care of business. It's kind of peaking at the right time. The great ones do. You know, they lost a close game against the Vikings, but the Giants are a team that gets in. I just I don't know if they have enough, really. They don't really stack up compared to these other teams. The defense is, you know, playing really good. I like the defense. I like what they're doing defensively, but to me, they don't have enough pieces on offense, and they can be kind of stopped by these great teams. You put them up against a 49ers team, I don't know if they're scoring many points. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. You put them up against the, the Division Cowboys, I don't know. They're two division teams. Eh. You know, I, I think they could they could come back and beat the Vikings. I think they could beat Tam they could beat Tampa Bay, and they could beat. Uh, you know, they're they're the team right now that I just don't have a lot of stock I'm buying into. That's the Giants. Um, any other games? Let's see. Let's see. let's see who we want to. Who else we had, dude? Who did I miss? Um. Oh, the Seahawks. Mm-hmm, 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 the Seahawks. Seahawks get the job done. Um, kind of a big win. Mike White kind of fell off here a little bit. Um, the run game. Seattle, to me, is a team, you know, you, you want to talk about home field advantage. It's, it's, okay, let's talk Seattle. What they do right now, they're so inconsistent I just I don't know it's in the eight and eight this is a team I don't buy the other eight eight teams I have a lot more trust in Gino when he's on he's on I it's too inconsistent for me I know he had a great bounce back year but the, I mean you look at where they kind of went and they tapered off against Carolina against the, against the good teams against San Fran they lose against the Chiefs they lose all losing to the Bucks and they just kind of uh, lost the 49ers both times. They just, to me, they did get a win over the Rams. Um, and that's who they're going to play. And that's what's really going to matter here going to the playoffs. I think, to me, the Seahawks are the team that they're going to get up. I have a feeling they get upset against the Rams here. They're just they're, they're the most inconsistent team of the three between them, uh, Detroit and Green Bay. To me, they're the most inconsistent. Detroit's playing really good football. Green Bay's playing really good football right now. And Seattle, to me, is kind of coming into this last week. Uh, eh. But they held the tiebreakers. That's the thing. All they got to do is win. All they got to do is win and get in 
because of the fact that they beat the Lions 48 to uh, 45. So they hold the tiebreaker there. And they have the better division record. They're three and two. Green Bay's three and two. Well, they would be the same. Uh, so I don't know how that would work there because both teams' division records are going to be the same. Maybe they go by the the conference record, and then it goes to Green Bay. They'd have to sort that one out if, if if Seattle did win and Green Bay won. But to me, I'd take Green Bay. I would have more trust in Green Bay and Detroit than I do Seattle. It's just, I just, and I love what what DJ, what DJ Dallas is doing. Don't get me wrong. Not DJ Dallas, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is doing, doing great things. But you want to talk about that, Kenneth Walker, right? He only has 36 more rushing yards than Tyler Algier. It's just the touchdowns. So, you know, going back to that MVP talk or rookie of the year talk, Kenneth Walker and Tyler Algier, I mean, I'm just saying, pretty close. Pretty close. I want to see receiving. 26 receptions for 155 yards. No touchdowns. Now let's take a look. Doesn't even have a thousand. So he doesn't even have a thousand. So I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Garrett Wilson's look nice as far as rookies. I mean, just kind of going on here with the rookies. Uh, you know, Elijah, Elijah Moore, not as much. I mean, Algier could be offensive rookie of the year. Just saying. I want to see how many. Let's see how many receiving yards he has. Um, hold on here. We we didn't look at this. We we didn't look at this. Sixteen receptions for 139 yards and touchdown. So he's got a thousand thirty-nine. He's over DJ Dallas. Why do I keep saying DJ Dallas? Kenneth Walker. He just doesn't have the touchdowns. The touchdowns aren't there, but. 4.8 yards per carry. Where was where was Kenneth Walker at though? Because he does get a lot of of attempts, but he's splitting it with both guys are splitting it with somebody. Let, let's see. Mm, we're kind of just wrapping things up here on the NFL. Uh, they're close 4.7 so it's about the same they both I mean they both run the ball really well I think I think Algier should be in that, that mix to be honest with you oh, that's that's where I'm at um but yeah that wraps things up for the NFL let's kind of let's kind of go uh college football let's talk about the college football playoffs for just a quick transition here talking about the the college football playoffs. Um, Michigan TC. We had just two outstanding games. Um, kind of pull this up. Two outstanding games. TCU. I didn't think they had it in. Michigan does what they always do. Um, can't pull it off. 
They could not pull it off. Uh, opening drive, Michigan. Michigan beat themselves. I'll just say this: Michigan should have won this game. Easily should have won this game. And they beat themselves. Opening drive couldn't couldn't get down. They get down there couldn't get, go, get nothing. Then they have the turnovers. They have the they have the the pick six. They fumbled it at the one yard line. I mean, they left so many points on the board. That's I mean, it was unreal. TCU jumped all over them. It was fourteen nothing in the first quarter. Uh, Michigan, you know, doesn't get their first touchdown to the third quarter. I mean, they don't score a touchdown to the third quarter. And the fact that this game became a 51-45 shootout the way it did is kind of insane. But then they throw another pick six. Michigan does. I mean, they were they gave up so many points. You think about it. Two pick sixes, that's 14 points. Uh, fumbling at the one yard line, you're giving up seven points. They couldn't convert, and that's another. That's a 28 point swing. This game should not have been that close, folks. This shouldn't even have been a close game. TCU just seized the opportunity. They seized the moment, and they like they've done all year, and they just fucking ran with it. You got to give them credit. Michigan could have won this game very easily, hands down. Should have won this game, and they didn't. And then the last drive, they don't even, they can't get anything going. They they botch the fucking snap. To me, this is more about how Michigan just beat themselves than anything else. Michigan beat themselves, and but credit to TCU. TCU did a hell of a job taking care of business. The Horned Frogs got in. They made the most of a matchup where no one really gave them a fucking shot, including me. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't think they had a shot, but they did. They pulled it off, so credit TCU for the win they had. Um, you know, Max Duggan, this team, you know, it was talked about in the, in the broadcast. They just, they, they fight, man. They continue to fight and fight and fight. And Duggan wasn't, didn't play his great ball, but they found a way to win. DeMarcado was just on, he went off, dude. 150 yards and touchdown, had a hell of a game. Duggan running, two touchdowns. Uh and they got they 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 got Quentin Johnson out, and he off to the races he was, multiple times. So I mean, shout out to TCU pulling this thing up. This sets up another fun matchup against uh, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia did it on a a fucking wild game, back and forth. Uh, you know, Georgia misses their opening kick, and truthfully, they left they left something out there. It was a third and one. They had a, a, a read. They ran a read option, and totally miss the 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 read. Quarterback kept it, and Stinton Benson kept it. Didn't go nowhere, and uh, it was there, man. It was there. If if he would have kept it, I don't know who who was in there. If it was McIntosh or Milton. Or Edwards with one of the three, you know, they have a running back by committee, Alabama style. You know, to me, Georgia's the new Alabama. You know, they are. They it's going to be tough for TCU. I think they're going to they're going to probably squash TCU. And I and I it, it, I hate to say it, I just it it, it could be a close game. It's going to be a fun matchup. Don't get me wrong, but I think they take care of business. But going back to this Georgia Ohio State, it was back and forth. Um, then Ohio State jumps up 21-7, you know, and then and here comes Georgia. It was like it was like Ohio State took off for a minute, and here comes Georgia, 21-21. Uh, but 
then Ohio State has a great two-minute drill. I mean, that was crazy. It was like, what, 50, was it 54 seconds left? Let's take a look real quick. Was it 54, 57? No, there was like no time left. You know, 55 seconds. So he went four plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown in 55 seconds. Kind of, kind of nasty. Um, to me, though, the big play was uh, that targeting. There was a targeting call that they took away. Now, to me, that targeting call was huge. That would have, to me, that that's a, that's a penalty, and it, it should have been a penalty. It should have been called. It was a nasty hit, and and you know it's going to get called. It's going to get called in the NFL. It's going to, you know, that's going to be a penalty in the NFL. It's going to be penalty most college. That's a penalty, man. He took a, just an unnecessary defenseless receiver. Took an unnecessary hit. I'm not saying he did it on purpose, by any means. But that's got to get called. That was huge. That would have put them right there at the one. Could have scored there. Um, losing Marvin Harrison Jr. Because, God damn, that dude was just playing fucking lights out. Losing him to a concussion, that changed the aspect of the game. But Ohio State still had a chance. Um, uh, I thought Georgia's defense stepped up when they needed it at the end. But, yeah, I mean, they, they slow, kind of slowed things down, allowed them to get back into it. Because it was 38-24 Ohio State. They took off for a minute. That defense... Stopped them, stopped them, stopped them, stopped them. Allowed their offense to come back. And then in the final drive, they had a chance. You know, after Georgia goes down against that touchdown, they had a chance. C.J. Stroud did great things. You know, doesn't run much. But he had a chance to 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 get down there. What what are his rushing numbers? I mean, yeah, he doesn't run. He does not run at all. 47 attempts, 100. I mean, he just doesn't run. Stays in the pocket and delivers. Was it, he's able to do it, though, there. And goes down and, and creates plays with his legs. You know, man, man coverage. Everyone's running. Their backs are to you. He takes off. Does a great job. And just could, couldn't f- find a way to do it there. I, you know, field goal. Just shanked it left. He got him in position. You got to give credit to Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. He got him in position to kick that, and and just could not could not win the game. Shanked it left. So Ohio State, you know, they did everything they could offensively. So it was a fun game. Sets up a really good matchup between Georgia and TCU. I'd like to say I think I know what's gonna what's gonna happen, but you just never know with these these the way these two games went, two classics. Um, I think Georgia takes care of business, though. I think you know they their defense can find a way to win this thing, do what they need to do, and it's gonna be a fun matchup. But we'll see what happens. But I think Georgia can handle the business against TCU, and, and kind of they're the new age Alabama. They're the new age Alabama. They're just going to keep turning this thing around and keep going and keep going. But, you know, you're going to have guys like uh, watch out for Colorado. You know, look what uh, what's happening with Deion Sanders. They're turning things around that, you know, what, what, what can Colorado do? Interesting to see. Um, but we'll be back to do more. Um, more games. We're going to be talking about these, these football games, make some predictions. Didn't get a chance. Well, we talk about some basketball. Donovan Mitchell had a 71-point game. That was nuts. 
we can talk about you know talk about that but we'll kind of leave things here wrap things up as always love y'all peace <laughs>